This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. And this week, we got something that was so under-the-radar that none of us saw it coming. The Ballad of Betty Jean Alexander. Here's what happened. State Senator David Knizek of Dearborn Heights was the incumbent candidate in the Democratic primary. By all accounts, it seemed like he was just a shoe-in to win. He's kind of a rising star in the Democratic Party. And he went up against Betty Jean Alexander. She reportedly spent no money on her campaign. She didn't have a website. She didn't have a presence in the community. She'd never held political office. She didn't send out mailers, nothing. But still, she beat Knizek by a couple of thousand votes. And now we're all trying to figure out who is Betty Jean Alexander. And what we found is that she has an extensive civil court record, a criminal charge, numerous evictions, liens and bankruptcies between Detroit and Albuquerque, New Mexico. And to top it all off, it's kind of clear where she lives in the city of Detroit, if at all. Jake, what is happening? Well, to answer this question, I wanted to bring in someone from WDET, Candace Fortman. Uh, Candace, this is your district. It's your ballot. And you were one of the few people that actually went out and checked into this afterward. Talk about what we're learning and why this is so crazy. Right. So I go to vote. I find out Betty Jean is on the ballot. I didn't know who she was. I had never heard her name. And that is weird because I'm a pretty active Mm -hmm. resident in that community. And so to have someone running for office that I had never heard of seemed strange. But I come back to the station because it's election night and we got to get to work. That night is where we start to see this story unfold. And we start to see that Betty Jean is beating David Knizek, which seemed impossible at the time. But now what we're left with is questions. So the next day, Eli Newman, who works here at WDET and I, go to the house that is supposedly the home that Betty Jean lives in. We don't get an answer at the door, but we do talk to neighbors. And once we talked to the neighbors, we became even more confused because nobody really seemed to know if Betty Jean lived in that house, if her name was Betty Jean, if, in fact, there was a woman that fit the description that we had, was the person who lived there. So for every question we asked, we were left with more questions. And now we're sort of left with, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. How did everyone in the media miss this story? And it tells us an important lesson about how we have to be checking every single candidate that ends up on the ballot. And between all of the different media entities, nobody had covered the Betty Jean story until the next day when we went out to her home. Yeah, and we've heard conspiracy theories, none backed by evidence about Russian hacking, even Mm. Wayne County election problems being the cause of this. Just a ton of stuff. Again, no evidence to support that at this point. But I think it also is a big lesson for candidates, even if none of that is true. If you are a candidate, you feel like your district is safe, you got your safe seat, and I'm just going to sit back and not do anything, rethink that. Even just for the fact that if going out and talking with your constituents is worthwhile for everyone involved, including yourself, but also we now know this kind of thing can happen. And it's also a really good reminder to voters how important it is to research your candidates, to make sure that the person that you're voting for maybe doesn't have criminal records, that they support the things that you care about because those votes do matter. And if you just go there and you just fill in a bubble and you don't do that research, we could have a another ballad of Betty Jean.